0: You're listening to Weird Crafts Chit Chat, the official podcast of Weird Leatherworks and Meadery. Today we are sitting down with a beloved voice actor, Greg Baldwin. Uh, You might recognize him from shows such as Samurai Jack, um, but a lot of you will know him as the um, amazing, inspirational Uncle Iroh. So sit down, prepare a cup of tea... And let's have uh, let's have a good chat. First time doing the the Zoom stuff, so it's what me. I'm
1: most familiar. Yeah, just, I, you know what? I think it's everything since the COVID started. It's it's everything I've done has been on Zoom. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm familiar with it. I'm you know for an old guy for the technology, I'm fairly familiar <laughs> with this. So you know we don't want to look too far out of that.
0: But for sure. I'm
1: old. I'm old. Well, nice it's nice tattoo, to actually.
0: <laughs> nice tattoo. Well, <laughs> Very there, nice. there we go. It's all patched up, you know. <laughs> does it? Does it
1: hurt? I'm going to go and get. I. I uh, several years ago, I was at a, uh, I think I was at a Renaissance Festival with my little brother, and uh, I got, just got a temporary tattoo and the white lotus, and decided I liked it. Oh, I thought that was a real one. <laughs> ah, well, see, that's the thing. It was meant to be okay i was i was going to make it for real the minute i moved from la and got to albuquerque
0: oh okay. and then
1: what happened right after we arrived at albuquerque on march 1st 2020 and suddenly getting tattoos was no longer going to be a
0: thing. <laughs> it was no longer a thing
1: it's it not but now that i'm fully vaccinated i can finally stop giving my money to momentary Ink, and i'm actually i actually was going to make a call tomorrow i'm going to take you know but i also don't like needles
0: Uh, i I got i got a lot
1: (laughs) it's a small little just you know just a white lotus i don't think i don't think it's gonna really be and i I understand this is a pretty good place to put it whereas that i think is is the move like that would hurt this was sensitive
0: it was definitely a bit sensitive for that um it was like it it went a little longer than we expected um this guy um good buddy of mine he uh, he's uh, ink justice on Instagram. I could send you the link for it too. He does a lot of like watercolor, Japanese watercolor art style, and what he does is he does um, he does the art first on rice paper. So he he drew it on rice paper. He drew Iro on there. And then, you know, watercolored, painted it in, and then he transfers that to his PC and then it ends up on skin. We got one more session on it, but for today, that was pretty sensitive. It really <laughs>
1: looks awesome. And yeah, Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm finally going to do it, you know, because I like it. Yeah. And I, I literally, and I'm tired. It's a great company, Momentary Ink. Love it.
0: But, Momentary you know, Ink.
1: Yeah, but I haven't spent it yeah, too much. You know, it makes more sense just to get it for real and then not have to worry about continuing applying it. <laughs> And now, awesome. yeah, now that I don't have to worry about you know like dying and stuff,
0: right? I mean, right. I, I get still
1: my, I you <laughs> know something I'll die of something probably, probably not at this point you know. Not
0: There's enough. only one mystery left in life, right?
1: <laughs> and just as soon as remain a mystery, <laughs> believe me, I would.
0: Um, I get my second shot next Sunday, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that.
1: You're um, my my daughter just had hers, last I think she had hers on. Friday my son gets his second tomorrow right. and it, you know the weirdest thing I had the second vaccine and they say that's that's the one that,
0: that knocks you down
1: you know what I, my arm didn't even hurt oh and my weird. my daughter got it and she was out of commission for 2 days with fever oh. and chills and all works so i don't know i think probably it has to do with just uh so and much on. alcohol. I always like you know i'm 60 and i generally feel like crap anyway so even, even if I was having side effects, I would just say, oh, this is a Tuesday.
0: This is just you know? your normal Tuesday. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, we, we sent you some of our mead. Uh, and I enjoyed while some while of your
1: mead very much indeed. Did you like it? That's oh, awesome. You know, mead and I go back a long time. <laughs> yeah, because you, you go to rent fairs and stuff, right? My, I, literally, when I was in college... Now, now with my little brother who all you know was working there at the same time and now he's the entertainment director there, uh for the texas Renaissance festival and we used to work there every you know every fall and that's where i discovered mead you know and i like i like uh i like sweet things anyway you know and, and it was i really dug it i had some pretty wicked hangovers from it too though <laughs> <laughs> to with honestly yeah
0: yeah um yeah because i think we sent you that like what, like last summer or fall, yeah. somewhere around there. Um, we are working on, I'll just kind of announce it here for the, our podcast. So I haven't done a podcast episode in over a year. So thank you for hopping on. Oh, my pleasure. Um, for, I love to do it. You know. For being a part of it, you know. Um, we have a lot of Avatar fans who follow us, a lot of, um, a bunch of nerds. I mean, the whole place is a bunch of nerds, you know, <laughs> like me. I greet
1: you all. I greet you all. Uh. <laughs> And you know the thing about, i love doing these. Thing about actors is they—they they like to talk about themselves. So oh, yeah. So uh, I—I don't really—you know—the first time I ever did a con, they came—they come—they—they they, they came and said, "Oh, Mr. Wall, come with us for your panel." And I said, well, "Wait, wait a minute! I, I'm doing a panel. Nobody said anything about a panel." They just throwing oh, up who on am stage. I doing a panel with? <laughs> and I said, "Oh no, it's just you." And I said to my wife, "I said, oh my god, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to talk about myself for an hour." And, and my wife says don't worry, Greg, I, I think you got
0: this. I think you got and, it. <laughs> you know, and two
1: hours later, you know, I'm still talking. So uh, it turned out I, I it, my fears were unfounded.
0: Yeah. awesome. Well, as, as you know, we had uh, uh, Michaela on our podcast. Uh, this was like a year ago at this point because pre-COVID pandemic crazy. Oh, she's so um, lovely. But she's, she's super nice, you know, and so she kind of, you know, her and I became friends and then she kind of was like, Oh yeah, you should follow, I think she said on we were chatting on whatever, like follow Greg on on uh, social media and stuff. And I was like, Oh, like I'm gonna send you some mead and just uh I
1: enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: You know, but I, um oh go ahead.
1: Oh no, I think Michaela I think moved from the east coast and now she's living in Burbank, which is where I lived for thirty years oh and wow i'm like oh, damn i kind of wish i was still there because you know it would be funny for iroh we would have her over her and her boyfriend and it'd be like oh it'd be cool you know Toff and iroh Alex. you know having a have it i have it you know barbecue i think it would have been cool oh well wow. right. now i'm here
0: it'll happen uh, <laughs> I t- uh she's now a little bit closer to me over here in portland and i told her i was like i, I tell everybody i'm like if you guys ever are you know in a post-covid world if you guys are ever traveling or whatever and you want to use weird as a as a spot to do signings or photos or, or whatever like take advantage of it you know we got tons of people in the community you know that would i that would just, love that
1: uh, i've never been to portland and you know i i might just take you up on that and not just yeah. on but come up there so i could literally do the signings there get to meet you and drink some meat and yeah, get to come. visit with portland so uh we got a yeah, whole medieval hall now. So, <laughs> really, I was looking at the pictures. It looks really, really cool.
0: Thank you. Yeah. We, we spent, uh, kind of well, you know, we, we moved locations from our old little small shop and then, um, we were there for two years and then we found this new place. And so, you know, COVID, we just kind of spent all summer building, building out the new location cool. and the then finally location. reopened up. And, um, but yeah, you know, I, I tell this to everybody and, you know we can do a little like promotion we can put it out there and i don't care you guys can take over the whole place for all i for all oh, i'm aware I, of
1: <laughs> I, I am definitely gonna gonna keep that in, in mind because i've yeah, never been there. The, the further stop i mean i've been out to san francisco many times but
0: mm-hmm.
1: a, apart from that i've been to seattle and that's it okay and i would really like to explore that part of the country and I, I have friends in Portland. They just say it's it's just beautiful and lovely, and you know.
0: Yeah, you invite those friends too to come drink with you or something. <laughs> I, I certainly will.
1: I certainly will. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah. it is right.
0: Yep. All uh, right. Yeah. Of course it is. It's Oregon. Or <laughs> it's Oregon. Oregon has like pretty much everything yeah. now. <laughs> um. But yeah. So. You know, thanks for hopping on to the Weird Crafts Chit Chat podcast. Um, just a little podcast that I started kind of for Weird Leatherworks and Meadery. Um, you know, we're getting a big kind of community growing now. A lot of folks who like mead, who like leather, who like, I mean, anything nerdy, medieval fantasy ambiance. Um, so it's, you know, it's super awesome to have Greg Baldwin um, here with us on this podcast we haven't been back in like a year um so hopefully we're getting back into that (laughs) um but yeah so just the just kind of throwing it into the intro how'd you get into voice acting
1: you know I I I, I always knew I wanted to be from the time I was 10 years old and my parents dropped my little brother and I off at a movie called Scrooge it was a musical Scrooge. Albert Finney uh I saw this movie and and I it literally changed my life. I saw that and I said, wow, I wanna do what Albert Finney is doing. I want to do that. And so I, I immediately, that began my lifelong love affair with acting and with, with musicals. So I would, uh, I love musicals so much. And in many ways, that's how I learned the voice act because I would listen to these show albums and sing along with them and do impressions. So I would learn how to do it. You know, I do an impression of Henry Higgins from My Fair Lady. Right, oh, there you know go. I impression of uh, Tavia from Diddler on Earth. Oh,
0: that's and so
1: cool. I learned how to do that. Uh, and, and obviously it eventually came in handy. I didn't specifically intend to be a voice actor, but okay. moved out to LA just to be an actor, actor. And I was doing a play and I had to play like five different characters in one scene. Oh wow! And the director said, "You know, you're actually pretty good with voices. You should see my friend uh, Sue Blue, who teaches uh, voice, you know, voice acting for animation, and also casts." And I thought, "Well, that's for me." So I went, and took her class, uh, and she she liked me enough to call and get me my first voiceover agent in L.A. And from that point on, you know, I would get. I, you know, voice acting is is a very small community, and it's really hard to break into that. So I would get a little bit of work, but nothing much until two thousand and six, when I get, you know, the copy from my uh, uh, agent, and I was already I had watched I was already watching Avatar: The Last Airbender with my kids. I was familiar with the show,
0: and I got this.
1: (laughs) Oh, we're looking for a voice match for Mako, and I knew was work very well. And I said, that was one my,
0: of my questions, how did you hear about Mako? <laughs> ah,
1: <laughs> it circles back to my love of musical theater. Okay. And, and I, lo- I love this because it, it, life is so totally random. I love musicals so much. Every, every birthday, every Christmas, I would say to mom and dad, all I want are cast albums from Broadway. That's all I want. So in 1977, I think it was, for my birthday, I got an album, a Sondheim show called Pacific Overtures. Okay, A wild musical. It just, it it was, it blew my mind because it was dealing with issues that musicals had never dealt with before. It was about the opening of Japan in 1853 and it had a definite anti-American sort of look, you know, take on the whole thing about what America ended up. It wasn't necessarily a good thing for Japan. And it was done in Kabuki style with this heavy makeup and all the men played all the parts and the lead actor was a man named Mako. I will And
0: that's how you heard him. And, and I sang
1: along with this album. I could sing the whole thing to you right now. The score is firmly ensconced in my head. Right. Oh, so, flash forward to 2006 when they're looking for a Mako sound alike. Why? And then I found out, oh, well, he's passed away. And I had literally been doing an impression of Mako for, since 1977 and so that's
0: how that's how that's how you kind of got in that's cool
1: and that's and I love it so it's so random because I always said well what if what if my dad what if that album had not been available what if I hadn't never heard that 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 stage in my life and you know it's like at the time it was just another birthday present on one album among many that for, for birthdays and Christmas Right. but it turned out to be the most important album of my life. It changed everything and it's framed and it's hanging in my office, right boy? i this, uh, this curtain <laughs> on the other side of the door.
0: So is that like your little, like, uh, like a recording, is that your recording studio or? Little when we moved,
1: when, we moved <laughs> when it's really turned out really
0: great. When we moved from uh,
1: Burbank to Albuquerque, this, uh, we'd bought the house a year earlier. We loved the house and we loved this area. And there was this moldy one car garage
0: Oh, fun.
1: <laughs> you know what? Let's turn that into a studio. And, and my wife, who's far smarter than I am, said, well, why don't we, we build a closet in there where you can record your auditions? And at the time, I assumed I could just record my auditions and I'd fly into L.A. for the gigs, not knowing that th- there would be no flying into L.A. for a while. So we ended up upgrading this uh, with better microphones, better sound. It's still it's not quite done but it's also, a, uh, it's also a functional closet. It has a uh, curtain rod that folds down. You can, yeah. see, you can see me, I, this is a curtain that it's really great here because I do my cameos. I record videos here and then I do this and I can put my camera there and I do my cameos. And this is just, you know.
0: It just slides across, there you go.
1: Just uh, kind but... of a, it's like, it's really a lovely place to end. Since we, my wife and I arrived here back in March, I've only had to sleep out here once. So I think (laughs) that's a pretty good—that's a pretty good record. Pretty good, only once.
0: Well, it sounds great in there. I mean, it sounds like a really good uh, little studio that you made. You know.
1: Yeah, it's really, really, it's perfect for what I need to do. And I was really lucky because I I knew an engineer from Disney. And I said, OK, listen, I'm going to upgrade my my stuff. What's the bare minimum of what I need? And he literally sends me a list and said, you have to buy, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. And it was clearly good enough for Disney because Disney has used me in this booth before. So it's good enough for them. Oh, so. well,
0: heck yeah.
1: The commute, and the commute, man, you can't beat the commute.
0: You <laughs> just walk 10 feet. <laughs> yeah, compared
1: to driving from Burbank to Santa Monica at a rush hour, which is not something you want to do, Right. Yes, this is much better.
0: I've only ever been to L.A. twice. L.A. twice, and that's the only time I've ever really gone down there. I went down to the Tolkien premiere um, for that movie, the film Tolkien that came out like two years ago, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they were they needed uh, cosplayers, and my buddy Ian and I, we flew down, and um, we, we cosplay, like, Lord of the Rings characters, so Farabir and Boromir from the movie, so we were down there on, like, the red carpet thing, you know, with all the actors, and uh, I think George Martin was there, too, um, cool. but uh, it was, like, I was telling, I think I was telling this to Michaela, California is crazy. Like it's it, like being in, I thought I was going to die in the traffic, you know, I was like, oh, man, like everybody is swerving everywhere and going crazy.
1: Like, <laughs> my, my favorite quote about L.A. is everything you love about L.A. is true. Everything <laughs> you hate about L.A. is true. I mean, it's, it's it, in some ways it's a city like no other city on, on Earth because it's oh, a yeah. city of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Where anybody, no matter where you come from, if, if you've got, if you're lucky and you've got talent and you, and you stick with it, you know, who knows what can happen. And, you know, I hate to say it's a city where dreams can come true, but they really can. I, I'm, I'm a living testament to that. But on the other hand, you know, at, at, at some point it got to the point where, you know, I just don't want to spend, you know, four hours. I don't have that much time left. I don't want to spend three hours a day just on the
0: 405 30, or whatever it on is. The, <laughs> or the
1: 5 or the 134 <laughs> or the 110. And it's like, you know, and, and also, I, I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to mega cities like New York and Los Angeles. After right. Coming. Because I'm, I'm living in Albuquerque now and I was born in New Mexico, uh, where it is about two thirds cheaper than it is in Los Angeles.
0: Right. And
1: I think as more and more people, I've worked remotely during during the pandemic. I, I, You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. What
0: happens when why, we go back? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why pay if you don't have to pay all that money to live there? Go live someplace else and still, <laughs> you know? and
0: still work remotely. You and know? still
1: work remotely. It's like yeah. this hasn't affected. If it, the odd thing is, if anything's happened in my career, I'm getting more work once I left LA. Oh. Okay. So I don't know. You know. Well, and well, Netflix had a lot to do with that.
0: God bless you, Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) What what are you working on with? Are are you, is it current or is that a past?
1: Well, a video game that I can't talk about.
0: Yeah, no worries if you can't.
1: (laughs) I can't talk about a really wonderful show that I'm excited about. I think it comes on in October. It's called The Ghost and Molly McGee. It's on, on, uh, be on all the Disney channels, Disney Plus, Disney Channel, all of it. You know, beautiful animation some singing is involved Uh, I play a ghost called Bartholomew a rather uh, a rather arrogant ghost ghost (laughs) as it were Uh, and got that coming up and then uh, oddly what what began before the pandemic is just a fun way to make a few extra bucks you know with the cameos uh, that's become almost a full-time job
0: I've been seeing that. I've been seeing all your posts on Instagram and all that.
1: Which makes you know, it's again something unforeseen. And what I will say about it is I noticed it's starting to pick up after the pandemic. Mm. And not necessarily just happy birthday or can you wish my, you know, my son, you know, happy graduation. But a lot of, you know, Uncle Ira, we tell us it's all gonna be okay. Tell us it's gonna be all right. And the beauty of that, or the miracle of that, is that in in me doing that, I was able to actually also convince myself everything was going to be okay. So it's ended up being very therapeutic for me, and I, I like the idea that it's just everything that comes out of the cameos, from my row at least, is are good things. Yeah. You know, you're telling someone, you're making someone happy on their birthday or some special event, or because of this particular character, I can maybe help people who are feeling depressed feel a little less depressed.
0: Well, I know Iroh for me. I mean, I literally today just got it tattooed on my got him tattooed on my arm. You know, so like for I like for probably mi- millions, I don't know. Oh. I mean, it's a it's a character. Absolutely. He's a character that uh, just constant. Constant good, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like f- a good force, a good, uh... a
1: good... force for good in the universe. Yeah. yeah. And, and as I always say, you know, that's what was the other day. It was. Uh, my wife says, you know, she's oh, Greg, you go clean out the kitty litter. And I'll say, <laughs> clean out the kitty litter? Excuse me. I voice a beloved father figure to an entire generation and you're asking me to clean out the kitty litter? <laughs> All right, I'll clean up the kitty litter. I will do She say. <laughs> The, I, I all when I did started doing a show I thought wow this is life changing this is my first big part in animation uh, and then the gig was over because there was only one more season that I was hired on for and it was cool and I thought wow that was a great gig and then several years later I started going to comic cons and meeting fans and I started to realize that this show and this character are way more than just an animated series on Nickelodeon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that th- This 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 character has impacted people's lives. Uh, someone someone asked me one time, I said, what do you do? You have a voice actor. I said, were you famous? I said, no, I'm not famous. But the character I voice is very, very famous. <laughs> I think probably anywhere in the world people know who Uncle Iro is. Definitely. Definitely. It's a force for good, and the fact that that me, an egotistical actor with a penchant for strong drink who loves his weed, actually can end up being can do this, is is a great blessing, and I, I am humbled that I have the opportunity to do it. i, well, I Oh, go ahead,
0: go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and you also, like, you go, like, above and beyond. Even, like, I, I've seen some of your cameo stuff or your Instagram posts or, or Twitter or whatever. And you're cosplaying Iroh, too, you know? Like, you're dressing up. So, like, when people see those videos, I mean, I can imagine their brains are just, like, boom, you know?
1: <laughs> that's what, And that's that's what I tried to do with the cameos because as fascinating as I am, I'm just a fat old voice actor. <laughs> People, you know, what I have to say about things. Eh. Oh, yeah. I man. I wrote is <laughs> ah, just so much more than that. And I try to give them instead of talking to me. Because, you know, I'm not that fabulous. I'm not terribly famous. I'm not, you know, frankly, as a voice actor, i am probably B or C list. You know, I'm not. But I can do that. And what they want is not to talk to Greg Baldwin. I try to give them literally... Uncle Iroh the experience. So as much as possible, uh it's like Uncle Iroh is talking to you, which is whatever everyone wants to have a cup of tea with him, myself included. And so that's what I try to give to people in, in my cameos. So right. Just just to really to really feel as if you you've got to know him. And you know, it's, it's so easy. I I said this and I, I do stand by it. I, I think. Uncle Iroh is Mr. Rogers.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I, I truly see that. I
1: truly think that, that is true because he his message is the same. It's literally just you're special, you matter, everything's gonna be all right. Be kind, um, yeah. Each other. And man, the world is that that's in short supply these days, you know, kindness. Yeah, so I, guess, I guess that's it. That's that's the the miracle of it all, that I get to be the vessel for this. For some unknown reason to maybe put a little more kindness into the world you know
0: yeah definitely um you know i i think i first watched avatar um you know growing up like i knew about it i didn't watch it too much and it wasn't until probably 2013 2013 i think um, I finally sat down. And I was like, okay, everybody's talking about Avatar. I'm going to actually like watch it, and watch it. Cause I saw it on Nickelodeon growing up. And so I finally watched it, got like three episodes in. And I was, I think I was texting my sister at the time. I'm like, does, does Aang stay this annoying the entire series? <laughs> <laughs> but then as you go, like, it definitely grows. It, you know, he oh, grows yeah. on you. And like, um, and then you know, first time watching through that that Zuko redemption arc, and I was just like, "Holy moly, this is a whole another. Uh, this is a whole nother compared to just a kid's cartoon." I so much, I
1: got got they're dealing with they're dealing with that, dealing with genocide. Exactly, you know, like yeah. they're literally dealing with genocide, and it's like, "Holy moly!" I, and and dealing with it in an adult way. They're not hiding any of this. And honestly, the way the series ends i I don't think there is any television series ever animated or not that ended it tied up everything so beautifully yeah you know everything was tied up and it was tied up exactly the way it should be
0: yeah i i uh i i watched that first that the whole i binged the whole thing when i watched it and i was just like this is awesome and i was just getting into cosplay too so i cosplay zuko I actually do, you know, the whole, I did the whole latex, I do the whole latex scar and everything. And then I went to cons and I met Bosco and then we kind of became friends a little bit here and there. And um, so I, I made him a belt a couple of years ago and every like Christmas I send him like some fire nation coasters and all that kind of stuff. And so he always asked me how my pups are doing. And uh, so he's been like to different cons and stuff up here. So he's a super nice guy too um so shout out to Dante Bosco Dante uh, Bosco
1: you know what I I because of and the cons we've never been at a con together that's so <laughs> so I think we did agree we've never been at a con together so I, I I think we agreed that when we go to a con we're both going to get tattoos together fire nation tattoos together get it.
0: you know get the little fire yeah. symbol you know somewhere exactly. plus I never drank with him
1: I feel like I should share some tea with my
0: nephew at some point that's funny because I've actually drank with him.
1: <laughs> I know, and I never, I, have, I never have. You know, my, I, I, I at, at the sessions, I've, I've, you know, mm-hmm. interacted with him, and on his uh, uh switch channel, on his, yeah. on his, uh, on his with the avatar watching uh, uh parties. Oh yeah, because
0: you guys were, you guys did. the tune in occasionally on the yeah. Twitch thing.
1: Oh, um, those could be deadly. Drinking that much on a Friday afternoon, <laughs> I can be bad.
0: I'm going to send uh, some mead to, like, the Honor Society and, like, Brid- Bridget. Is that her name? Bridget? Yeah, Bridget. Okay, I was like, make sure I got that correct. Um, Bridget and all them, so that way they can drink some mead on their Twitch things or whatever that they're doing. And you guys just did a, a, was it a, or maybe, maybe I'm confused on that. Maybe it was just Bosco and Michaela this weekend, or I thought the Avatar I, cast okay,
1: was going to start on core. I don't think we're doing core yet. They watched the film, and I was. Oh. Something happened, and I was not able to join them for the film. But then again, it was the M Night Shyamalan film, so. Right. I don't right. Know. <laughs> hey, what, you know <laughs> enough said.
0: Yeah, we. I. So fun story about that, and I won't go into bashing too much things, um, <laughs> because there's too much negative in the world, right? Um, I've only ever made it 19 minutes into that movie. That's about, that's, that's about where I could I could I don't know. That's just I me. Just,
1: because I don't understand how they could misunderstand the fandom so horribly. Yeah, yeah. You know, something that huge and it's like you 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 are getting everything from literally from the how they from Ang. Yeah, I, I know. think well,
0: you know they Sokka they wasn't him, funny, like
1: Eero, like, <laughs> Eero, they call him Eero, his name is an Eero. And by the way, being fat is a big part of it. And for Iroh not to be fat. I don't know. I I, I think that that... Because Iroh is a great warrior, but he also is a man that enjoys a jacuzzi and a good meal and a couple of... Small meat comforts meat. in
0: life. <laughs> yes,
1: you know, and uh, yeah, he should be fat.
0: <laughs> but I they're am, coming I, out with that new studios, right? The oh, new... that's where I was going. I am so
1: excited about that. I I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. stoked I will say, and I say this... You know, I have not been contacted. So I can't, you know, when I say I can't tell you anything, no, at this point, I don't know anything either. I think it's all very, very early. I hope very much uh, that they bring back Iroh. I, I, I was going to
0: say, that. if they offered you a, like a little Iroh spirit oh, world or something oh, like that, somewhere know, in there, would would you I do it?
1: do whatever they want. I will do whatever they want. You know, I mean, obviously I would love, I think I pitched it on Twitter. I pitched a, again, circling back to Uncle uh, uh, Mr. Rogers. And I, I think that's a great idea. It, it's literally for preschool kids, you know, Uncle Iro's tea shop. There's a lesson taught every single, every single, you know, episode about being kind or something. And I think, I think that would be a really good use of the character, but I don't get the green light shows at Nickelodeon. Right. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh,
0: yeah. With, when they announced yeah. that studios, I was just like, because they, I think they dropped the, what was it? The Brian and like, they, they dipped out of, um, they were going to make a, a series, a Netflix series or All something like that. Netflix
1: adaptation, And they, and they were on board and then they weren't.
0: And then they dropped out and everybody was like, no. And then they announced the studios and everybody's like, like the, the foaming mouth guy from avatar. He's yeah. freaking out about that.
1: They're going to do it. Right. And I think, I think what they discovered, very, you know, the, the powers to be the companies is that, uh, avatar fandom is, is as big as the marvel fandom or, or a star wars fandom or certainly it's almost there so on um, their i think paramount plus i think is where it'll be that's that's like a whole when you see what disney's done with star wars and the marvel characters that's what Disney they're plus, gonna do that's what they want to do and right. that's smart you know and i'm i'm just saying Iroh's, you know pretty popular character guys if you're listening i'm just do saying it. i think the fans we'll,
0: we'll, we'll post it on, on twitter, twitter. We'll post it on Twitter and be like, someone will hear this and be like, "Well, Greg is down," you know. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I I love voicing the character. I love yeah. uh, it again. Apart from my wife and my children, it is by far the greatest blessing in my life to have been able to. It, it literally changed my life. Literally changed my life. And I've I've always been interested in spirituality, and I think probably that helps. That's helped me. As I have navigated dealing with the fact that this is a character who's actually much more than a character. He's, you know, a father figure. He's iconic. And not only is the character iconic, but the actor that originally voiced him is iconic.
0: Right. Mako.
1: So it's been it's been quite a journey. I always say, you know, uh it's it's a standard line that I use, but it doesn't make it it's still very true. When I uh when I go to the spirit world, and obviously in a long time from now. But Marco is going to be one of the first people that I want to chat with. Yeah. And I always say that uh, he's going to say two things to me, probably both. The first thing he says is, thank you, Greg, for honoring my life and my work. And the second thing he's going to say, are you freaking kidding me? They went with a white guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's drinks great. A and then drink some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think someone that knew Mako, I think, told me that he was a very, like like me, that he enjoyed whiskey as a matter.
0: Of yeah, it's yeah? awesome. It you you have seen Cora all the way through, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, so I not all the way through, but I've seen. But I mean, enough back. to Bolin and Mako. I loved that they put yeah. Mako's name on there. Like that Doing, was so you know that was so cool. And then Bosco voiced Iro. Iro, I just like kind of cool. grandson.
1: <laughs> and, and
0: and he has such a unique voice
1: himself. Oh, yeah. Just his speaking voice is so unique. Uh, yeah, I, I think... Uh, what was I talking about? Uh, my mind sometimes goes off. It's like, okay, what well, I was had a, a train of thought, and now it's gone. Uh, <laughs> must not have been very important then. <laughs> uh, I was we talking about Korra. It's gone. My train of thought
0: is gone. Well, we can talk about Aku, Samurai uh, Jack how did you get that? Like, how, how did that? Uh...
1: It was truly one of the greatest days of my whole life. I uh,
0: didn't, I knew they were doing
1: a new Samurai Jack and people were saying, have you heard from him? It? And it's like, no, I haven't heard from him. And then I figured after not hearing for so long, I figured, you know what? They're probably going to go with a more seasoned actor, you know, someone with more name recognition, you know. And then the day that I finally got the call, I, they at first said Gendy would like you to send the new audition, which I did. And then I finally got the email that says, you know what, come to the, which was weird. It didn't say you got the gig. It said, come and record the first session and Gendy will see how directable you are. Right. But basically, it was like, you know, we're going to pay you to voice a coup. So it was a really good sign. And it was literally the same day I had, uh, I haven't done a lot of on camera work, but I, I, well, really cool thing i got to do was hail caesar the uh the coen brothers film and it the film had just opened we had already been to the premiere and i think it was a friday and we sent out a facebook evite said you know what i'm going to be at the burbank amc friends if you guys want to come and watch the movie with me come and come and watch the movie with me you know and then we'll have some drinks so i was already before the movie with my wife we were at a mexican restaurant i was already Really excited because of the news from Aku, from Samurai Jack. Right. And I walk into this AMC, and there's probably about 150, 200 of my friends who just burst into applause when I walked into the room.
0: Oh, that's and cool. That was,
1: that was truly one of, the, one of the greatest days of my life. It's, it's Sometimes, you know, I don't know, if most, I don't know if this is true with most people, but both good things and bad things tend to happen to me literally very close together. <laughs> on on another day i lost my job at disney and my agent literally within the same hour that was wow. not a good that was not a good day <laughs> oh you know, we're uh, you know i was reeling cuz i just found that i was going to be laid off and then my agent says and so now we're not renewing your contract and he's like, oh, no Jesus, what about I do? kick <laughs> yourself up and go on can-
0: life happens right <laughs> life
1: happens whether you'll make it or not
0: that's awesome um yeah samurai jack was one of those that i remember watching on cartoon network tiny kid you know growing up with that and so yeah i i need to go back and like re-watch the series like all the way from the beginning because it's been a, it's been a long time since i've done that
1: samurai jack has such a visual style it's yeah. like literally like nothing else i i you could literally take any frame from that series and freeze it and you could hang it on as art on your wall it's, it's yeah it's
0: like a perfect awesome. action frame kind of yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i think one of the first times i was recording because you know sometimes they'll send uh, before the record session you'll get a rendering of the, of the, of the character which i obviously already knew what aku looked like but they'll send the storyboards which it can be helpful and so mm-hmm. I said, OK, you know what, I'll, I'll print out these storyboards because, you know, I'm going to see kind of what's happening. So I started printing it. And this is Genndy Tartakovsky. It's probably that thick. You know, I had to go out and buy a new ream of paper. Everything is <laughs> so storyboarded out. It was just. I, I, I've been I've been so lucky. I've got to work with Genndy Tartakovsky and, 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 and Mike and Brian and Phil Lamar and Dante and Michaela. Uh,
0: Olivia, I know her.
1: Olivia, it's, it's super nice, it's remarkable. You know, most people in the most people in this business actually are nice that I've come into contact with as an actor. Mm-hmm. Now I have another career altogether different in business and legal affairs at various you know studios and uh, studio executives. A yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit different there. Not not quite the same thing, right? I was
0: so. Telling, oh, go ahead.
1: I, no, I, I was telling my wife we were uh, we were out for dinner here. And we were talking about how much we loved it here in New Mexico. And we were eating. I so said, you know what? Aren't you glad that we're not at a restaurant at Ventura Boulevard paying three times what we pay for this meal? You know, having to park, having to wait an hour to get in. And all the time, there's people yelling we talk around you, pretentious people talking about their latest project very loudly. And my wife <laughs> says, yeah, Greg, and one of those people was you.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't miss that right that. do you uh travel for any con i mean obviously in a in a post-con or a pre or a pre-covid post-covid world um do you travel around to some of like the different conventions and stuff like that oh
1: i love it's one of my it's one of the things i miss the most because okay i love meeting the fans and i love mm. traveling to these places you know it, th- th- i miss most of my cons i miss a lot of things about cons but there is a radical freedom at cons where everyone is free to just be whoever the hell they want or whatever they want. And nobody gives a damn. Yeah. And that is one of the most miraculous things. And I, I miss it. I miss it horribly. Not, and you know, it, just that energy. And I, there's something to be said just for chatting with someone up, you know, right. I mean, I like to talk. It would sometimes be problematic because there would be a line and, you know, <laughs> my hand there would be like, you know, Baldwin. Can we like, you know, all right, can we, we... move it along? <laughs> yeah, move it along here, you know. But they'll be back. Cons, I yeah. think this time next year I think we'll be uh, firing on all cylinders again, just like before.
0: I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat, but as an attendee, you know. Uh we have our like our cosplay family, our cosplay groups, and you know, we're always working on our costumes, we're making this, we're making that. Um, and cons are like you know, like you said, an expression. Like you can be whoever you want to be. You can you're with like-minded people. There's usually not too much judgment like happening around. And it's just a uh, some people that's their vacation, you know. Like for me, like that's my vacation and time. I said, you know, I used to
1: go to uh, San Diego with my son years before anyone would even just as an attendee. Before anyone would think about putting me on a panel, right? Oh, man, we loved it. Of course, we had to stop going to San Diego. We used we started going to San Diego when you could show up on the same day and still get in. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's changed a little bit. I think the last time we went, and I am not by nature terribly claustrophobic, but my daughter wanted the autographs from the stars of Supernatural.
0: Oh, and, like honestly, Jared and honestly, Jensen yeah, and everybody?
1: And I thought, you know what, I've got to get out of here. I can't breathe. I can't breathe, you know. I did yeah. get a autograph. All right, it wasn't me. It was my friend. But I was it wasn't Gloucester Public. He got it.
0: I had just uh, one of my friends, uh, Troy. He stopped by weird last night because um, we're we're doing in we're doing like the like weekends, like food and drinks and stuff at our at our hall or whatever. And so he uh, he came by, but he was also on Supernatural, but he was more of a um, like one of the extras and stuff like that. Felicia Day killed him, so that was kind of cool. Always <laughs> oh, cool getting killed, you know. Yeah, Just yeah. On screen, what's that? It's always cool getting killed on screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I've never, but I, I definitely died on stage a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, I'm figuratively. That's something else. When we moved here, I love
0: theater. I was going to have- ask, do you have like a theater background? A lot of people who do voice acting or actors, and
1: absolutely, it is, it is my first love. I love the theater. I love the team, the camaraderie, I love, I miss the company of actors. And one of the things I really wanted to do when I moved to New Mexico was like, okay, I can go and just do theater for the love of it. In LA, there's an agenda to doing theater. In LA, there's an agenda to most things. Right. Because it's like, you know, am I gonna get an agent? How am I gonna make, how is this part going to help me further my career? And I just wanted to do theater again, just community theater, just to do theater. And it's like, oh, I can't wait, man. Oh, yeah, there's this music. There's this theater group. They're doing Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm a little fat for Frollo, but I think I could pull it off. And (laughs) of course, uh, COVID happened. And so no theater.
0: Soon, I hope it'll come Soon, hopefully hopefully things will start getting back into a a little bit of normality. Um, Before we go, too far off of that, I had another thought. So last night I was, um, and it's because of your Instagram, <laughs> I was just looking on some of the stuff. And so I was sitting there and I was making, a, I think I was making like a charcuterie board to go or something for somebody. And I'm just sitting there humming. And then my friend was like, like listen to me humming and I was humming, always look on the bright side of life. Ah, I had that as an earworm what? for like five hours last night. And it was because of your Instagram post. <laughs>
1: having iroh sing that song I did. it think. was so
0: good and then i was just there and i didn't even know i was humming it until somebody mentioned it and i was like oh that's uh it's like monty python i was like where did oh, i get that and the then yeah and i was like and then i was like where did i even get that and it was because of like hours before i was just scrolling on instagram looking at stuff you know or whatever it was or maybe it was twitter um and I just had that as a freaking earworm for probably like five hours last night. So thank you. It's a good song oh, to have you in here. Know,
1: I'm glad, glad, to be of service. <laughs> I, uh, I need to get, you know, I need to get on TikTok, but I'm old, yeah. and I'm just now figuring out how to use Instagram. You know, oh, okay. then, like hey, I'll, I'll, I'll eventually. Twitter, I understand. Twitter, All I right. get. You know, Twitter, you know, two hundred sixty characters. You know, mainly it seems to me the whole Twitter either. Be very clever or just be part of you know, enraged about something, the right.
0: and then people will retweet that for sure. That's, that's
1: pretty much Twitter in a nutshell.
0: TikTok cool. is a definitely a different thing. I had some people a couple months ago, they're like, Oh, you should make uh, weird leather and mead a, a TikTok. And so I was like, I was like, Okay, I don't really know too much about TikTok, I know it's like blowing up, but I did like a walkthrough video of like you know, our whole hall, you said you saw the photos and stuff, but, um, so like the fireplace now it's just like, welcome. It was like a welcome to weird kind of thing, you know? And I was like in the Portland underground and blah, blah. And then now that video has like over like a hundred thousand views or something on there. And like, if people keep sharing it, even today, And that was like six months ago or five uh-huh. months ago. So yeah, if you get, if you can do TikTok and then get that going and then boost your cameo stuff on there, yeah, go for it. it. I just have to figure out how to do it. Uh, yeah. And
1: uh, yeah. also, sometimes I don't want to, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to promote myself all the time. I just want to play video games like yeah, the older, the older, <laughs> the older I get, you know, it's because it's I've been with my wife for a long time. I was telling somebody the other day we were talking about old TV series and they were talking about M.A.S.H.,
0: Oh, I, was I was. Thinking, Oh, don't get that earworm in my head now. Oh, was,
1: you're not going <laughs> to believe this, but Melissa and I, I just moved in with her and we watched the series finale together. Oh, wow. 1980, wow. probably is 1982, something like that. That's how long we have literally been together. And as I get older, it's, it's kind of funny. The things that I want to do now are pretty much the same things I wanted to do when we were watching MASH, <laughs> which, which is hang out with Melissa, you know, I Watch TV and uh, smoke weed. <laughs>
0: there, you <go. laughs> so, yeah. there you go. What's your uh, stepping back just a, a few steps um, for? You said video games. Like, what do you? What's your favorite game? Or I know you, earlier you said you were playing some games while waiting was, for me to get back here. So
1: I have always really loved the whole Civilization every one of the civilization games
0: oh like the real-time strategy yeah, stuff? yeah the real time yeah that's like my I my love jam too <laughs>
1: I'm trying to figure it out and you know sometimes i guess it's cheating because i'll play all the way through and i'll say oh you know the ai oh the ai made that move at turn 500 well i'm gonna go back to turn 200 knowing that you're gonna do that at turn 500 and then just <laughs> flip it. <laughs> i'm gonna you're not gonna attack me You're not gonna happen <laughs> gandhi is luke happy what's up with that i never can figure it out in civilization <laughs> I, I like it. that that game has saved me a lot during the last year because you can just unlike even a television show or music you can literally lose yourself in a video game completely yeah. and it's like oh it's five hours later Wow,
0: well, how'd that happen you're right <laughs> Uh, I like uh, like Age of Empires, Age of Mythology. Age I was... of
1: Empires, I, I played Age of Empires and and various. Uh, they haven't had one in a while, right? It's been a while.
0: They actually just released because um, I have a friend who works at the company who makes Age of Empires stuff, and they just uh, released Age of a new Age of Empires, or maybe it's a remastered version of one of the other ones. So, but other than that, I think it was Mythology might have been. The last one? You would know if it's for a, a Switch or not. I don't. I don't. I'm... Switch,
1: oh man, I love that I love my Switch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people are playing. Was Animal Crossing? A lot yeah. of people got immersed, especially during pandemic. World the it pandemic, was The thing that we
1: got that got us through the pandemic. Right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Future historians will think it very odd. Right. You know, we gave. We got through it. Well most of us you know yeah uh i had one one friend that passed away from it lots of people i knew that contracted did you get it did you catch
0: it nope i've been i've been uh you know I, i work two jobs kind of so i work uh i work at weird you know that's that's my own business that i started with a buddy of mine but i also work at dark horse comics um so i'm only there part time in like the shipping retail kind of. I've been there for like six years doing that stuff. But um, when the pandemic first hit, you know, they they kind of went all out, right? So like our packing stations or our shipping stations or whatever, we got the the plastic around or the the, the hard plastic. You're in a bubble essentially. Yeah, kind you're of. in a bubble.
1: you're bubble boy essentially. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and you know, I just I'm. I'm still the same way. I I wash anytime I go out or anything. Mask is on. I wash my hands. I sanitize everything. And so, like, it's just been a, it's, it's been like, a whole.
1: But looking at the golden lining, I think in the future, I think maybe there will be less, you know, colds. Colds, yeah. Whereas mask used to be something that was odd to see in America, certainly in Japan, you know, you see these sort of
0: things. They've been doing that for like 50 years years. or whatever, you know. Here
1: it was a strange thing to see. And I think now that it's more accepted, uh, I I think we'll see, you know, less people getting colds and the flu, I hope. Right, right. Where's my? uh... There is always something good that comes out of bad
0: things. I always get like fun masks, so like, miyagi Doe, Mr. Miyagi is another miyagi. character that I'm super into like Iroh, you know, Miyagi, they're kind of all of the someone all those. Me, they were
1: casting live action Iroh and and someone said, "You know what? Uh uh they should uh, Pat Morita should play out. Pat Morita would be great if they could if, you know if he wasn't, you know, passed away." And I said, "Yeah, absolutely Pat Morita would be great as a live action Iroh. But if we're going to go with actors who are no longer with us, I think you'd have to give a lug up on that role to, to Mako. I'm just, I'm yeah. just saying, yeah, that that's probably probably get the part, right? What <laughs> an actor, too.
0: Yeah, um, there's some stuff that I've seen kind of online or whatever. Um, that what was it like a tribute or something that you you won't sing his song or something oh. at cons? Yeah, no,
1: I, will not. I won't. And people will even ask ask for it on cameos, and I don't even I will not sing it on a cameo. Right. Line uh it doesn't seem right and first of all i mean most importantly there's nothing i could add to that right there's nothing i could add that would make it any better than what it was it's perfect it, the way his voice cracks his singing voice in and of itself uh
0: well i um <laughs> so mako and everything um i have a kalimba I learned, I learned. <laughs> so like, you know, I know. Great. Right. Oh, I messed that up. I'm oh, close. God, it's God, been was, a minute. Don't <laughs> make me start singing along with it. Then I'll break no, my. No, no, <laughs> no, no, don't. We're, I'm going to redo this. This is, this is for Mako. We're going to have a moment of silence and I'm going to, I'm going to get this down.
1: <laughs> I'm down with that.
0: There we go. That was closer. (laughs) Um, That's for Mako.
1: There's a wonderful, I mean, any of his films are great, but there's a little known film that I just love him, in. it's so horribly sad. It's called The Hawaiians. And it's there was a big movie called Hawaii. It was based on a James Michener novel, and so was The Hawaiians. But Hawaii, I think, it was Julie Andrews and Richard Harris, and they only did a small segment of the novel, and they did a sequel with Charlton Heston and Mako, called *The Hawaiians*, and it's just heartbreaking. Mako ends up getting leprosy, and he falls in love, and he ends up dying of leprosy on this leper colony. Oh, re- I, spoiler alert! I'm sorry, I'm, I, I really—it's oh, fine.
0: I'll end up, I'll end up, I'll end up going and checking but it this out. the performance
1: anyways. is just heartbreaking. You know, if if you ever should run across *The Hawaiians*.
0: I'll go check it out.
1: You know? Yeah, check it out. Because it's just the movie itself. Again, Charlton Heston's in it. It's kind of an epic in that style. So it's very much a 60s epic. But his performance really elevates it, you know? I mean, I always say, Mako, nominated for an Academy Award for Sand Pebbles, nominated for a Tony for Pacific Overtures, started the first Asian-American theater equity house in America. I mean, this guy... Wow. Uh, the fact that my name is even remotely associated with his is
0: an honor a, a, a <laughs> I, was, I, I, I threw that honor reference no, out there you I, know
1: <laughs> it blows it blows my mind yeah that that i should have you know i mean i, I again i'm pretty good with impressions i'm pretty good mimic uh i could do dialects but believe me there's lots of voice actors who do it way better than i do uh so it's just amazing that i got the god or the universe or whatever anybody wants to believe that i i it ended up being me doing this and i, I wake up and i just go wow and and i think it is it is contingent upon me to try and honor both mako and the role to try as much as i can because Iro is so important to people to try and be iroh for people as much as i can and i i you know and i'm again i'm not Circling back to Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers was Mr. Rogers. His character was who he was. There was, there was, that was who he was. Whereas I am not Iroh. I, I'm Craig Baldwin. I'm a voice actor, but right. you know, I, it's, it's, it's nice to try to be that. And it, it helps me. Iroh has not only helped, I think people all over the world become better people. It's helped me become a better person. And, you know, that's, that's a rare and a, a, a beautiful gift, you know. If, if there was, routine, um,
0: <laughs> uh, aside from Mako, uh, if there was another, like, actor or a voice actor that you could, who would you want to work with? Um, oh, who would I want to work with? Like, like, out of both, like, first person that comes to mind, aside from Mako, of course. Well,
1: I mean, if you're talking about, Albert Finney is probably my favorite actor. Uh, And he's also passed away. People that are actually here, uh, Leo DiCaprio would be interesting. Oh, I I, I like, speaking of famous actors, this is actually a good story. Uh, Because I did Hail Caesar, a couple of years ago, Joel Cohen, before I left LA was casting uh, Joel Cohen's Macbeth. He's doing a movie version of Macbeth. Oh, cool. And I got a call just out of the blue. uh, So, you know, if they'd like to call you in, it was a callback for Scottish murderer number one in Joe Cohen's Macbeth. And I thought, well, that's awesome. I said, I did an audition, I guess, just because they liked me in Hail Caesar. And, and the Cohen brothers, I think if they like your face or your look, they, they like to the cast the same people. And I went in and I read and I was like, well, first of all, I don't look anything like a Scottish murderer. I'm not very intimidating, but I'm definitely going to go read because whenever the Cohen brothers ask you to read, you You're going
0: to do, do it.
1: <laughs> so I was waiting. I was on the Warner Brothers lot, and I'd broken my ankle uh, sometime before. And I was, you know, sitting there, went into the room. I, it was a callback. So I was expecting what the callbacks would have been like for Hail Caesar, which is the Cohen brothers were in there and the casting directors in there. Nobody else, the casting directors who read with me. And I figured, okay, probably what's going to happen is uh, it's going to be Joe Cohen in there and probably the casting director and the casting director will read with me. So I go in, I get ready to read. I'm looking around. <laughs> turn up, there's Joel. And I look around the reader and it's like, wow. reader looks familiar.
0: Yeah,
1: it turns it's out it's Francis McDormand. And the, cool. first time, the first time I read with her, we were just reading and Joel gave me some adjustments. And so the second time I looked up for my, I looked up my Trying to make his adjustment. I was looking at her acting with her, and mm-hmm. she looked up and was acting with me. And I thought, holy crap, I'm, act- I- I- I'm acting with I'm Randy. I'm act- this is amazing. You know, she's very nice. And then I was like, oh, thank you. It was such an honor, ma'am. And she's like, oh, that's no big deal. It was a very big deal. So I actually got to read already with one of the best in the business.
0: That's awesome.
1: I would love to. Again, just because of my love of musicals, I'd love to work with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda.
0: That would be pretty cool. Uh, the... Uh, the uh, uh, Hamilton. From, uh, uh, yeah, I was to say, I was to say uh, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lin-Manuel. I mean, there's so many good actors. And, and voice actors, I've been lucky enough to work with most of the best ones in the business. Uh, you know, Tara and Gray, And uh, I literally... When I was in uh, high school back in Texas in the 70s, we used to go to speech tournaments. Drama, you know, you'd do a scene, you know, and then you got, you know, first prize. You'd go on to state and nationals, And I did pretty well, but there was this one kid from this other school that always beat me. (laughs) It was really good. His name was Jeff Bennett. The world would know him as Johnny Bravo and just about every other animated character you can ever think of so anyway oh, i up going to the <laughs> university of houston jeff bennett shows up there and gets all the best roles because jeff's a far better actor than i am but we were friends he was literally at my bachelor party in 1984 when he and his wife moved to los angeles they stayed with my wife and i oh wow a place to live so again not only have i worked with some of the best voiceover actors but i've known one of them literally longer than i've known mm. my own wife and i've known my wife <laughs> Since the M.A.S.H.
0: series finale. You know, <laughs> Since that,
1: that finale. <laughs> so, you know, that, that'll tell you everything you need to know.
0: That's awesome. That Yeah, Johnny Bravo is another one. I haven't... I used to watch that as a kid, too. <laughs> I, I, I fanboyed a little bit on Samurai
1: Jack and Phil Lamar. Oh, what a wonderful man. Talented and just a gentleman in every way. I love him. I fanboyed a little bit reading with John DiMaggio, who's doing the Scotsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samurai Jack. And it's like, that was yeah. like, hey... I can't believe I'm actually reading with you. This I went to
0: one of his panels once. It was, I, I think it was uh, here, Wizard World or Rose City, one of the two.
1: Yeah. And there's, you know, yeah, I work, I've been fortunate enough that the, I think literally my first uh, animated gig ever was on a show called uh, Shaolin Showdown.
0: I love, wait, wait. You were on Shaolin Showdown?
1: Just one episode. I was. I had a friend at jeff bennett who played clay the big texas guy. yeah yeah the big cowboy guy Yeah. and yeah. we were both from texas and i knew the uh creator of the show the showrunner and he thought it would be hilarious not to tell jeff but to cast me as jeff's father
0: i remember that character
1: was that daddy was you, bailey. daddy bailey that was what animated role
0: and <laughs> i, I walked know into that the
1: room. oh man i my pants it was like jeff bennett's there gray griffin was there uh, 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 uh tara was there uh, uh i think i honestly think jack was there. Jack, no. i think i think he might have been there too i think he was in that show and this was literally uh, tom kenny was there i mean this is a round table of literally the best in the business and i'm going in going hello <laughs> <laughs> i don't screw anything
0: up that's so funny because i haven't actually like i mean shell and showdown i that was another show i grew up on and watched you know and i keep hearing you know as you start to put names to voice actors you know you don't think about like as a kid you don't think too much about about that until you get a little bit older you know and then you know just like just now like i forgot all about that show almost i didn't forget about it but you know like the fact that there are, like you said, like Jack and Gray and, and all you guys on these these other shows that I'm super familiar with and just never put it to that. <laughs> um, that's it, awesome. It was
1: intimidating to say the very least. It was definitely a trial by fire because these were my these literally the best voice actors in the business were in that room. And again, I'm going, oh, I get to be in this room with you. You know, I don't. <laughs> you know?
0: I think uh, I think Jack's on. Uh because I was watching I haven't finished it yet, but there's a Netflix show called The Dragon Prince. Mm-hmm. Um I'm like two seasons I think in. Um but I think he, he's one of the main characters on there. Yeah, the I ones recognized, ones. I was like, Oh, that's like that's definitely Sokka's voice. I can totally recognize that, you know. <laughs> like um Yeah, I don't know who else might be on that show, but I uh, There were yeah. a lot
1: there were it was uh and you know, looking back, the, the anime Shadow Showdown was a good show.
0: It was. It was I, actually
1: a good show. This animated, the animation was great. The voice cast was spot on. It was uh, Jack,
0: Jack Spicer or Spicer or whatever. It, it you know. was.
1: It was. It was truly. Uh, it was cool that that was my very, very first, you know, foray into animation. I think I'd done some video games before that.
0: I was going to say you would make a really good uh like for video games and stuff. It's like Mark Hamill, like Mark Hamill's insane with his all of his like his uh l- like voice stuff, you know? He does like the Joker and like so like in my opinion, you and Mark and like all of them, you guys are all up there and like the you guys make you would make a great villain for sure, oh, like, I especially would- I-
1: Aku, I would love, I always say, you know, because they're both Mako's roles, I always say the difference between Iroh and Aku is the difference between acting uh, for film and acting for the stage. Because Iroh is down here, very, very small when he speaks to you. But Aku is playing for the balcony. You know, Aku (laughs) is the theater. So that's, that's acting 101 with Greg Baldwin. That's, that's <laughs> Acting
0: 101, there you go. <laughs> I
1: always think this, this is acting for film. This is acting for stage. It's as simple as that. It's all you need to know. I could charge money for that. Right. And I am speaking. Yeah. I think this is a fantastic idea. And once we're done renovating this house, I think... I, I honestly think this, and I, I threw it out on Twitter to see what people said. My contractor's in town from LA right now, working on the house, and he came up with the idea. And I, wow, that's a fantastic idea! Buy a house, small house, preferably in a tourist area, because you're going to want places—a place where people want to go with there's stuff to do. Right? It doesn't have to be even a big house. Let's renovate it. Let's devote each room to air, water you know, fire.
0: Oh, that would earth, be cool.
1: Really make the facade, make a nice garden, make the facade vaguely Asian, sort of in the way that Avatar is. Right. You know, maybe put some facsimiles of my memorabilia from the show. I have scripts and things I could put up.
0: Oh, what? Uh, hold that thought. What did you get to keep? I'm going to answer, I'm going to ask that in a second, but keep going. <laughs> I thought,
1: I thought well, people, people would come and, and stay in this Airbnb, especially if I come over and prepare a pot of tea and drink it with them. There you go. I think that is a really good idea. That would I think people. I think it would be booked the whole time. I'd do it. <laughs> you know, I, think, I honestly think it'd be booked the whole time. And I had originally thought I, you know, I said, "Well, no, Melissa, why do we need to? Why do we need to buy another house? Let's just, we got a a basement apartment here. Why don't we just rent that out? Let's just like, no, you probably don't want people to know." That this is literally where you live
0: your right? actual house yeah <laughs> i don't want to be
1: out of my bathrobe in the morning cleaning up dog poop you know that's <laughs> really destroy the whole illusion but if yeah. i come over you know it's like because everybody wants to, to share a cup of tea with uncle iroh
0: we have like 20 types of tea at weird just saying if you're ever in portland like you are more than welcome we can have an iroh tea party uh, you means. know
1: what <laughs> put a pin in that put a pin in that because that's a good idea I guess that's that's the thing that I'm trying to do with the cameos and with that and with everything else is is Iro is so important to so many people and and for whatever reason I am the current voice so I want to give give the people what they want they what want you can do, to yeah. interact with Uncle Iro and you know I think
0: I, I told can... you that we're um, we're making an an Iro inspired mead right um, we're doing so we're making a mead with jasmine tea. And we're gonna title it the Jasmine Dragon, and so it's gonna be. I'll send you a bottle for sure. Oh, I absolutely but... <laughs> will. I absolutely um, will. You know, hell, done. When you
1: release it, I'll, that's that's when I fly out, man.
0: That's when. That's Yeah. I, when whenever I we get around out, to it, you come out here. Like, like we'll do. That, you know? We'll do a. We'll do a release party and or a release party event thing or whatever. And um, we got the whole medieval hall. You can set at one of the tables. You can have tea. There's mead. I mean. Whatever you want to do it's always open over here for you.
1: I love the art the art decoration of, of, uh, of the meat hall is just fantastic, you know. It's I don't know who, who It's perfect. It's just perfect. Um
0: and, so oh, sorry, you're cutting in. Oh, out no, no, one, no, more, one more time.
1: Wait, that just I was just commenting on the art decoration of the meat hall. It just it's just so perfect, it's so spot on.
0: Thank you. Um my fiance Anastasia, she was one of the um uh like head people kind of when we were first moving in there she kind of took the reins a bit and started piecing together a lot of stuff but a lot of it is also me um i've always been super into like medieval fantasy lord of the rings beowulf um uh scandinavian lore like, like yeah, that's that. what I- Noticing, in my in much younger. Skyrim. Years, I was very much
1: into into Viking lore, and one I probably still could. I can read the Viking runes. I can still probably still do it. It's all been a Futh- long time since I've done it, you know. But I, I probably could still identify it and sort of vaguely figure out what they mean, you know.
0: Right. All the I, Futh- Elder Futhark and Younger Futhark yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm super into that right now. You ed- know, I'm ed- I'm reading the Eddas. eddas.
1: What were some of my favorite runes? Feyhu, I liked Feyhu. G- Gabo was the gift. Like Gabo was the gift. The 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 gift run. I think and, it's like that, right? Or know. And I don't know, and ta- I I don't know how you pronounce it. Togas. It. It's like a little hourglass. It's like that's a good one.
0: daybreak. Day, yeah. Yeah. Daybreak. Daybreak. Light. Kind of. Um, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know you knew any of that yeah, stuff. So I still, heck, I still yeah. probably could that's, do it. That's like uh, that's all. I mean, I make a lot of a lot of the leather work that I do is a lot of like scandinavian like there's like runes or odin's ravens human and mutant like stuff like that um you know i i do a lot of what i'm trying to do personally is trying to get more of my work on like shows and films (laughs) Ah. um i got i got a couple of pieces on the show vikings so like i'm happy about that um but just trying to contact people you know it's just kind of I'm sure you do. Know, even just looking for work and stuff, like it's
1: you know, it it never stops. But it it, it did, and maybe the pandemic did this to me. I I, instead oh, I want to get the next voiceover gig, I need the I need another series. I need you know, I need those residuals. Maybe it, it, the pandemic just sort of put things into perspective a little more for me. Yeah, and that's like, and I said to myself, and I said to my wife, you know what? I am the second voice of Uncle Hiro. And I don't have to work for that. I already am that. Right. And that's a pretty cool thing to be. Just in and of itself, you know. So stop worrying so much about more. Which I think is a, that American problem. Anyway, everybody always wants more than what they've got.
0: More and more and
1: more. And, I mean. Maybe the pandemic will, will make people. You know, I, I used to love going out to restaurants. Uh, I, I still do, actually, probably. But it, I that's a habit I have to get back into, and I learned that I can make my filet is as good as anything I can get in a restaurant. <laughs> I make it better, you know. I learned how i because of necessity. I learned how to make the cocktails that I like, yeah. and it's, it's now, you know, why? Anyway, it's a so simple thing, and learning to appreciate that to appreciate, appreciate the simple or how to make a really good margarita, you know.
0: Yeah, and the. the uh the kind of the thing that I've been getting into, like, especially the last couple of months, um, you know, I, even just like a month or two ago, I had my first ever anxiety attack. Um, that wasn't fun. <laughs> and so I ended up thinking I was having a heart attack. And so I went to like the, um, I went to the emergency room or the the urgent care or whatever it was. And then um, they hooked up the heart, stuff to you you know and they did it incorrectly so i'm already having an anxiety attack to begin with night they said i had been in one for like two days potentially um and i just didn't know because i didn't know the symptoms or anything like that and so they hooked it up incorrectly and then the doctor tells me we're gonna have to send you to the emergency room by ambulance so i'm already in an anxiety attack and then and that's, another. <laughs> and then <laughs> that's another thing and i said no no, I want you to hook that machine up to me again and do it again. And so then they did it again and it was a different technician or something that hooked up. And the doctor was like, it's not an irregular EKG. It's you're not. Okay. That's odd. So we made a mistake. And so I'm already in the middle of a freaking anxiety, panic attack, you know, just from everything, the stress of the last couple of months. And so, um, so that's what I've been kind of, you know, I've been drawing from Iro and, um, Miyagi and a lot of that stuff. I've been meditating. I've been, um, just kind of taking in the, the simple things in life and kind of refocusing my whole like energy, um, towards, you know, I work a lot. <laughs> so, um, and just, there was a, like, tons of tons of things just kind of all happened at once i lost my grandpa in february so that oh, was okay. a oh i appreciate it you know um so no, i God. actually i actually got a i got a tattoo um says papa on there but that was that was while he was still with us so he actually got to see that really get to see it. yeah yeah um so i've been working on my my seventy skylark um because he and i did all the body work like 10 years ago on that so Medit it's like a form of meditation in its own, you know. Oh, I'm out there sanding the car and like painting pay- it. Wow.
1: Thanks. <laughs> like, wow. Um cars of the seventies are pretty cool. Having been there, you know, having been <laughs> but I can't tell you, my favorite decade the
0: eighties, man. I was gonna say the eighties. 80s. The eighties. 80s. a lot of the music I listen to.
1: It <laughs> was lucky enough to have been twenty years old in 1980. So in the eighties and twenty my twenties were the eighties. I had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I bet. A lot
1: that's like
0: people. that's like all the music I listen to is. I mean, I listen to all the new new stuff. I'm super into like heavy metal, so like, but like the '80s stuff, like Iron Maiden and Priest and uh, Twisted Sister, Motley Crue. I mean, all those stuff, you know, like that's kind of all up my alley.
1: <laughs>
0: it was a so. damn
1: good decade. I think uh, <laughs> any any decade that you're above ground, I guess, is a good one. You know, <laughs> I think uh, the the 2020s uh, are, are off. You know not to such a good start hopefully you know Italy
0: hopefully it goes um jumping back to the you said you were talking about uh, restaurants and all that kind of stuff uh because i feel like this would be a good question for iroh <laughs> as well um favorite food and why i think that was one of our patreon questions too we have patreon backers for weird and i think that was i think one of them i think that was one of them was favorite food you know
1: i i would have to say and it's One of the reasons why I live in New Mexico, Uh, I love Mexican food. Okay. But but I specifically love New Mexican Mexican food, which is very different from California Mexican food or Texas Mexican food. It's its own thing. It's heavily dependent upon green chili. New Mexicans put green chili on everything.
0: On pretty much everything. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And i tell you, a really good plate of cheese enchiladas uh, Christmas style which is green and red chili.
0: Green and red on there, yep.
1: Honestly, I think that's probably, with some diced onion, I think that's probably my favorite thing to eat. If I could, you know. But I mean, I'll eat just about anything, except possibly liver. As you can tell, I'm a man that enjoys food.
0: <laughs> we, uh, we're we getting a, a guy from, I think he's from Mexico. Um, he just put a food cart out in our parking lot. He's going to be making like street tacos and all that kind of stuff and then we just got a poutine food cart as well so oh, that's dangerous because i'm like right outside you know it's like gravy <laughs> potatoes cheese curds <laughs> what is
1: what is not to love you know i know it, it, but it's
0: a, but two sure. or three times a day maybe every day
1: <laughs> so. well you know i always i apply my to my life i apply that i call it the jackie gleason rule jackie gleason drank smoked was overweight and he lived well into his 70s so i say you know what party like jackie gleason until you're about 70 then cut it
0: back then maybe maybe cut it back a bit cut
1: it back a bit that's my plan
0: that's awesome
1: i got another another 10 years you know (laughs) then i gotta i gotta chill
0: um just a couple more questions for you and then uh we can kind of bring it down to a conclusion if you're cool with that um so i meant to ask this a little while ago too but like how do you prep or how if, if you get if you're given a character how do you get into that character and um favorite kind of when you're working together if you're working like kind of on site with i know you just said a little while ago that you a lot of People are just recording now at their little home studios and whatnot. Almost Um, exclusively now. Yeah, yeah. But, like, for example, for in the past, um, like, if you guys are doing, like, a table read or whatever, do you have a specific favorite memory of uh, everybody kind of getting into that? um, I know you said a minute ago for uh, Shall and Showdown, but... um...
1: Well, you know, both on on Avatar and uh, Samurai Jack, I was terrified. You know, because, again, I'm walking in to a group that already has worked with each other. And I am not only taking over for an iconic actor, but I'm, I'm replacing their friend, a man that they knew. And, I, you know, I've told this story many times, but without a doubt, the most the best session ever was a Samurai Jack session. I walk into Cartoon Network to sign in, you know, like you do. And I notice that above my name, someone has written Mako. And I think, well, that's a sick joke. Who would do such a thing? But, you know, I go on back to the green room. I'm like, sitting there. There's Gendy Kartakovsky and, 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 a, and a woman with a teenage son. And uh, Gendy says, hey, Greg, come over here. I want you to meet somebody. I'm, okay. You know, yeah, who is this? This is Mako's daughter and grandson, who is also named Mako. Oh, and I'm, going, and I'm going Ah, First of all, Gendy, I wish you'd give me a heads up on this cuz you know, again, it's one thing just to do the voice of Aku, but I'm doing the voice of this woman's deceased father.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: know if I want to do that, you know. That that there's a lot of baggage that comes with that and but I did go in and do think it cuz you know what are you going to do? And I was in the booth at angle where I couldn't see them sitting on the other side with Gendy and all the engineers. Uh, but Phil Lamar could see her the whole time. And once I start to speak, he, he, he's so, so I'm told. He's, as Phil said, she just leans back and just does this. Just listening. Just listening with her head up in the air. And when I walked out of the session feeling very trepidatious, like, oh, I hope she liked it. I hope she wasn't offended by how I, the voice I'm doing of her father. I hope it's all good. And she comes up to me with tears in her eyes and gives me a big hug, a genuine hug. Says thank you so much. It was like he was in the room with me again. And that's when I said to myself, yes. you know what? No matter what else I ever do professionally and or even as a human, this moment matters because, right. for whatever reason, I was able to let this woman hear, even though an imperfect impression of the father, and what I had to go back to this everyone does you always think how how would i feel how would it affect me right. if i were to hear my father's voice again and it's like how much i would love to hear even if someone did a crappy impression of him i would love to hear hey, oh okay, Greg, how are you doing you know which i do a terrible that's not how to sounded uh he had a texas accent it's like uh what a wonderful gift yeah you know, no that gift. i can only and imagine <laughs> And that I was able to give, to give give to her. Uh, it was, there's no way any other session can ever come close to that one.
0: Yeah, oh, and, that's, that's just- And
1: it also to was be. so <laughs> kind of her because it gives me, I've always, I, I knew going into this that I, there was going to be a lot of, you know, because people, he's so revered. And I knew there was going to be a lot of, well, you know, Mako, which I always said, well, of course I'm no Mako. I was never nominated for Academy Award. But by her doing that, it was so kind of her because it did legitimize me with the fans right you now it's like this 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 is Mako's daughter and she says I'm okay and uh
0: I mean just, what more of a blessing can you get yeah, at that it, point you know
1: you know uh I mean I still hear it occasionally I don't it doesn't bother I I decided early on the best response is no of course I'm not I never yeah. said I was you know I'm just the guy that they hired to do these voices I I you know, I, there's no way my Iroh c- comes close to the nuance. And you can tell in the episodes, you can tell the nuance that he gives to that character, you know. And, and granted, what I'm having to do is I'm not only having to play an iconic character, but I'm having to sound as much like an iconic actor as I can. So I have not only Iroh over my shoulder, but Mako's over my shoulder the whole time. Right. But, you know, he does things that I like... Uh, I love of all of my Iro, I like the scene I did in Cora in, in the spirit world. That's my favorite. My, I, I think my best scene. work is Iroh. but even that, I think. Oh man,
0: with little Cora. Yeah, right? with little yeah. Korra. Mm-hmm. and my favorite line,
1: and and I'll, I'll I'll do it here. But I always think, wow, can you imagine what Maka would have done with this line? And that line is, if you look for the light, you can often find it. If you look for the dark, that is all you will ever see. And I think, wow, can you imagine what he would have done with that? I'm getting chills just thinking about
0: it. Me you too. Know? That's insane. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, so I'm, I'm pretty damn lucky. <laughs>
0: That's yeah. all I, say. I am
1: say. I am very, very blessed
0: indeed. Oh, wait, hang on. Sorry, Greg, one second. Oh, no worries. Michaela's messaging me. <laughs> I was trying to see if she wanted to pop in and say hello for a second, and because uh, I gave her the link to this, but oh, she should. She busy? I yeah, she has... she's currently out. She's <laughs> yep, yep, it's all good.
1: Social life, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just sitting in a closet, you know, talking to you. I'm old. Um,
0: well, if she really listens to this, do you have any? Uh, you have a message for her at all?
1: michaela i wish that i was still in burbank (laughs) if i if i was in burbank and you in burbank we would have had you over for dinner you know
0: if you're ever in albuquerque you know if you're ever in albuquerque yeah no i definitely i would definitely love to meet in person like i um like i said you're always welcome out here you all are uh, michaela olivia like everybody if you guys want to have an avatar reunion for all (laughs) i would be stoked about that with me um (laughs) meet <laughs> yeah. with me like let's get Michaela up here let's get uh olivia they're both in cali like i think most of them are maybe um bosco too i've told him like um but i mean even just if you're ever visiting portland like you guys are always welcome um
1: you know what? i absolutely will I, I i can absolutely assure you that i will come to your meet. awesome thank I, you so I, I much i assure you that at some point i absolutely will be there because i want to go there so i will uh, i want to and i've never been to portland i have friends in portland and i have a feeling
0: i would like it there very much yeah we could well, well we can plan the the stuff at at weird if you want and do like a like a little event or whatever get some of the portland fans i know there's not much happening right now if it even is during pandemic world or not but um and then we can also go um I can show you some cool restaurants around or something. All right, man. I, I got, I got a good, uh, a good list of local stuff. So. I am down. Uh,
1: I am, I've always wanted to go. And I love, I love the Pacific Northwest.
0: There's a really good, um, I mean, we have like 20 types of teas here at our, at weird, you know, we got a good stuff, but there's a, a few good tea shops that actually do and serve teas. Um, and then there's also the Chinese garden that's in downtown Portland, um, you, you go in and it's kind of weird because like it's in the middle of the city, right? So there's a lot of noise, right? But once you go into, like you go into this place, the walls that are built around it take away all of the like almost all of the noise pollution and there's just like these like amazing like little bridges and like it's all like Japanese like Chinese I I can't remember there's the Japanese gardens up on the hill and then this is the Chinese so the Chinese um the Chinese garden has all these like um I mean the building in there looks like that and you do like this little tour and you go through all of this and you go over the koi ponds and all that stuff and at the very end there's a tea house in there inside the in there you can go in there and you can actually sit down and they'll like serve you tea like they have tea and they have like tea marinated eggs or whatever they are i forget what it is but um Good little, uh, tea. There's a couple of tea shops and stuff in Portland that we might we'll to have. Check we'll
1: have out. <laughs> I am down with it.
0: Heck yeah! Well, um, I think that'll pretty much wrap up the podcast episode. Thank you so much for hopping on, um, being the first guest back on My after Pleasure. a year hiatus.
1: <laughs> you know what? It, it, we'll have cons again soon, you know. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how it when it how people because it's going to be weird it's like going to restaurants people it's going to be a while for people to be comfortable with that again super comfortable with it you know it's coming back you know the world
0: is coming back mm -hmm. and uh the more folks out there get your shots wear your masks be kind to people (laughs) Um,
1: right you know and that's sometimes the hardest thing in the world to do but you know this world would be so much better if we you're just try to be kind. Mm-hmm. And I, 100% and I, you know, agree. I, with my, especially with my Twitter account, sometimes I like, Greg, you know what? You're, again, I'm not, not Ira, but you, you're contributing to the problem. Which is why frequently I like, he'll go back through and I'll delete it, everything that I've tweeted that day, because it's <laughs> like, why did you tweet that, Greg? You're just being an asshole. Stop it. <laughs> so, yes, we.
0: So, so be the kind of person that Uncle Iro knows you to be. There you Even go. Me. Even me. <laughs> Even you, Craig. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for hopping on. My pleasure. Um, we will, uh, uh, for anybody who is actually tuning into this, the last one with Michaela went kind of viral. So we'll see how this one goes. Oh, you know um, what? I knew
1: this was going to do well. I got a friend of mine on Instagram saw your post. And he he said,
0: commented. Yep, yeah, I yeah, saw I that.
1: A shout out to my good friend, Stephen Van Dorn. Stephen, I love you, baby.
0: He'll be Come listening. Upstairs.
1: Come visit New Mexico. Oh, he'll be he'll, be he'll, he'll. great actor. Wonderful, wonderful man. What's LA. he in? What's he in? Uh, he, I worked with him at a theater company in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. I've been directed by Stephen. Wonderful. One of the best actors I have ever known. And just a really good, good human being. So Awesome. Stephen Van Dorn. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, if you are all good, I think this will conclude our episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening, um, tuning in. Weird Leather and Mead in Portland. Um, we are here with uh, Greg Baldwin, who voices Iroh, Aku, and other beloved characters. Um, check him out on Cameo. What's the link for your Cameo?
1: Oh, or, just, I mean, Greg,
0: Greg Baldwin.
1: Oh, Find me. I'll be the guy wearing the Iro costume.
0: Pretty easy to find. <laughs> easy to find. <laughs> um, support small businesses, support small artists, support anybody who's trying to make a, a living during this um, crazy pandemic world. Absolutely. Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Weird Leather and Meat is on there. Greg, I think you're on Instagram. Instagram, Greg
1: Baldwin, Iro, I think on Twitter and Insta. And I, I'm sort of on TikTok, but sort of not. But I have some yeah. thoughts about it with my son. So perhaps there'll be some TikTok action in the future. Stay right.
0: tuned for the Greg Baldwin TikTok experience that is coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. You have a great rest of your night. You too, man. Uh, it's a pleasure. So there you have it, folks. The podcast episode with Greg Baldwin, Uncle Iro, and Aku. Um, Be sure to tune in to our podcast for other great and amazing artists coming up soon. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, um, Podbean, Facebook, Instagram, Weird Leatherworks and Meadery. We are all over the place. Um, On the podcast front, though, it is Weird Crafts Chit Chat. Thanks for tuning in and listening, guys.